Welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey with Dr. Vicki. I am so grateful to be here with you tonight. We discuss issues to help you walk your soul's pilgrimage in your own authentic way. Sharing the path with your angels and spiritual guides gives you the comfort and security of always knowing you are not alone. You are invited to visit my website at livingyoursoulsjourney.com and fill out the Freedom to Be Me journal, a place of self-discovery. The show airs every Sunday night on BBS Radio at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Call in or just listen during our inspirational discussions from guests around the world. And from Dr. Vicki, a counselor of law and spirituality. And now, Living Your Soul's Journey. Welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. I am Dr. Vicki, and it's such a nice pleasure to be with you this evening. I pulled a couple of cards before I began the show, and I just want to share with you what I, I actually brought up because it was so phenomenal that it's exactly what I want to talk about tonight. I've been through a lot over the last couple of months, and I just have gone through a major transformation. And I know people say that and they, you know, when you hear someone say that, I think you expect them to, oh, well, you want a million dollars or, you know, some something shifted. But sometimes transformations can be very beautifully subtle. And yet they can be life-changing. And I have to say that mine have been both of those. So I just want to share with you the two cards. One of them was deal away addictions. And I think that's very significant because, you know, I know the first thought what I have with addictions is alcoholism or something like that or drugs. But addictions can just be behaviors. If we have a behavior that stops us from opening our heart's desire or seeing something in a different way, that can be its own behavioral addiction or thought addiction or something to that effect. So that was the first card I I pulled. And then the second one I pulled was find the blessing in your current situation. And I want to tell you, that is probably the most significant because no matter what you're going through, and I know through the years that I've done shows and talked to people, it's always about, well, what do I do? I don't know what my next step is. I don't know where to go from here. That is probably the most common question and it isn't a common and a negative comma common but it just means that it is a typical question that we all ask i've asked it a million times myself i want to share with you though that finding the blessing in your current situation can open that stuck flow and even if it doesn't feel right still find something to be blessed for. So I'm going to give you a really good example. If you are in a job relationship or not in a job or not in a relationship, still there's something to find a blessing in because you have money coming in. You may not go like going to work every day, but you at least have money coming in. So there's a blessing. Thank you, Spirit, for all this money coming in. If you don't have money coming in and you have spare time, thank you, Spirit, for all this spare time that I have that I can learn 
a little bit more about myself because once I get that job, I won't have that time anymore. So, I mean, y'all, it can be the tiniest, what you may consider insignificant blessing. But really, a blessing is never insignificant and never tiny. So just remember to find the blessing in whatever situation that you're in. And I always want to begin with that. Well, first off, it showed up in the cards. But also, it's just a fantastic way to live your life. Tonight, I, I want to share with you some of my experiences and studies regarding our, our all, all of our soul's journeys and the way that hopefully you can make something happen in your life to make your everyday journey better for you. And I was thinking back today, I mean, it's been 15 years ago that so many changes happened in America. And I looked at their soul's journey and I wondered what in the world was the significance of each of their soul's journeys, those that that passed away in the Pentagon and those that, that passed away in New York. And I can't answer that question because it's not my soul's journey and I would never feel that I had this the knowledge to be able to tell them or anyone what their soul's journey was. But for some reason, they were there in that fateful moment And I will share that there are many times when I, as you know, I do a lot of appointments that I travel with. And sometimes I get late because, not because I want to be late, I I run early. But sometimes I find that the documents that I need to do the appointment are not available. They're not going to come for a short time. And it's very frustrating to me many times. That is probably the only frustration that I have in my life and looking at a um, dealing away addictions that is definitely a frustration or a behavior that I am working on shifting and I I just have to share that at, when I'm really into my channeling during those time periods which when you get frustrated sometimes you're not but when I'm really in there I will sit there and say okay spirit Maybe there's something about to happen that I'm not supposed to be a part of. Or maybe there's something that is going to happen that I am to be a part of. And maybe it's those extra five minutes or extra you know, hour that I'm going to be delayed that is significant in who I'm going to meet. Now, I want to share something with you because something that just popped in my head that I wanted to share with you about life and our soul's journey. I went to a closing uh, real estate closing at and met some people and they were asking about some personal questions and wanted some copies of, of my personal items. And without going into detail, it opened up an area of my life that I have basically just sort of said, mm, nah, that won't happen. And I don't want to get into it tonight, but I just want to say that that was part of a process. It took me a little while to get it. It was probably an hour before I really realized, wow, this was really a blessing, even though it made me very upset at the time, because now I'm more alert, I'm more discerning, and I opened up a whole question for other attorneys that might end up having to go through the same thing. So it ended up being very good, and I had to take a few actions 
to to do something about it, some protections that I had to take. So I just want to tell you that everything that goes on in your life is your soul's journey. You're not making mistakes. You're making decisions that if you find the lesson in them, if you find the value of what happened, then possibly you don't have to go through that again. There are so many, a lot of ways, so many ways to improve ourselves that I but yet I have found that when we really decide to take full responsibility for our lives, be honest with ourselves, that's a tough one, took me a long time to get honest with myself. And then and only then does our life become our own. So many people try to control other people, and you see this all the time. Well, they should do this, they should do that. Or I can't believe they're acting that way. Or I can't believe that they got married again. I can't believe they changed jobs again. Everybody's trying to interfere in other people's lives. Why? Because they don't feel like they have control in their own lives. So they have to take some sort of control over other people's lives. And we, you know, we start out connected to spirit. But somehow our egos took over. That's the free will. We all have free will. That's not God making us do bad things. That's our free will that we have chosen to listen to our egos over our spiritual connection. And the mess we are in now with our politics and war type behaviors in America have to do with ego. They don't have anything to do with God. That's that's my personal belief. God's not up there saying, okay, this country needs to go to war. and These people need to die. And this has to happen. These are our, our egos. And there's probably a lot of discussion on this that I don't have time to get into. And, you know, someone could call up me and say, well, you mean someone died because of their ego? I don't necessarily saying that. I don't have all the answers. But I do know that the mess that we're in has a lot to do with the place that we are at the time that these events happen. And sometimes we don't understand everything. We may not ever understand everything until, until that time happens when we, we cross over. So tonight I, I want to share the way I live my life, my journey, and how I get work and, you know, how, how I get to work out the kinks every day. Because people say, well, you know, you've got a radio show. You're a lawyer. You have all this education. You must not have any problems. Well, hello, folks. I'm on planet Earth. If you're on planet Earth, I don't care what kind of education you have. I don't care who you are. You're going to have issues that come up constantly. And I start out every day with Soul Psychology by Joshua David Stone. Now, I don't do that all the time, and I may not do it a year from now, but at this stage in my life, I'm restarting a lot of my life, new home. Y'all have heard me, if you've listened to my show for any length of time, you know that I lived in a home that I was trying to sell for many, many, many years. Well, it's sold. It's gone. It's Someone else has that pleasure to live there. And I have this beautiful home that I love so much, and I'm enjoying it far more than I ever, ever, ever did at the other house. And I want to share something that happened today because my beautiful daughter always has beautiful gifts to give me every moment of every day. And she's in school now, so I don't get to talk to her as much. But I was sitting down on the steps and uh, we have some acreage here and I was throwing the ball out for her little dog. And I was saying, wow, you know, today I have felt really 
kind of different. I almost feel, I don't know if it was guilt or, or like I should be doing something. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, every Sunday, well, she said for the last century, but that's how it felt to her. And at the time, that's how it felt to me. For the last century, she said, you've been cleaning on Sunday in preparation for possibly whoever might be coming the following week to see the house. Because, of course, you know, I worked during the week and I wasn't always able to, to clean thoroughly. And now we have this beautiful, small home. And guess what? I don't have to clean. I don't have to spend my Sunday cleaning. And she looked at me and she said, it's now time for you to relax. Enjoy your life. And I was like, whoa, that was profoundly, uniquely beautiful. Simple statements like that, that we let just pass by us sometimes and not realize the significance to them. So after I read um, some affirmations in soul psychology, and by the way, I don't do affirmations like most people do them, like um, I am healthy, I am happy, I am receiving a good um, wisdom today. I always ask why. Why am I healthy? Why am I happy? Why is my daughter doing well? Why are my dogs always safe? Why is my day going to be so beautiful today? Because the mind, the brain, operates on questions. Typically, most of our day, we go through saying, why, why did that bad thing happen? Why did this happen? Oh, no, why am I feeling so bad? So, and, the, and the mind is sitting there answering it. The mind answers you, the, the, the brain, if you may, answers and says, well, uh, because you are not happy. And so it continues to give you unhappiness. So if you start to ask, why am I so happy today? Why is this going to be the best day of my life? That's how I start my day. I do energy work every day and every night, all during the day as well, constantly doing energy work. Uh, that circumstance that I told you about that happened with a client, I had to do a lot of energy work on that because I was a little upset over it. But sometimes that upsetness is not energy work that will resolve that upsetness. Sometimes that when you have an upset, you have to find the clarity in the upset and you have to get through enough energy work to find what was really bothering you or the gift of what really happened. And the truth was what really bothered me was I should have said, no, I'm not going to do that and walked away. But I have, you know, obligations to not just myself. I have obligations to numerous people that I have to work with that are relying on me to get the job done. So I couldn't just sit there and say, well, I don't want to do that. You know, that, that violates my, um, my boundaries. So I wasn't sure what the app, the proper boundaries or the proper response was. So I sent it up to upper management to ask for guidance so that the next time that ever happens, if it does, I will be divinely guided, thankfully, and legally guided to know what the best response would be to that. So and I, I just want to say that some days are not always happy in the sense of ha-ha happy. 
but an internal happiness remains there. I feel blessed every moment of my life. Some days are sad for me because I've, lo I've lost a loved one. And as a, a believer in past lives, when we've lost a loved one, it isn't necessarily that loved one this life that we're always kind of tied into, but it's many lifetimes of maybe of losing that one person or someone similar to that. And that does get healed with energy work. There's no doubt that energy work helps with that because some days you just don't have those issues at all. And when you, you're like an onion, you have to go through layers and layers of healing when you've lost someone or you've lost a situation or something hasn't turned out the way that maybe your expectations wanted it. So for most of my life, I've been single, yet every time I fell into a despair, a feeling that I couldn't make it on my own, it doesn't matter if that was emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, whatever, I almost ended up getting married. What a pattern to break. And year after year after year of being single, and then in those moments of despair, having that to turn into a potential relationship that obviously did not end and how could it and, and you know and have spiritual growth at the same time what a pattern to break but it is now broken and i know with total certainty that it is now broken took me a while but at least it only took this lifetime i don't have to come back another lifetime and deal with this same pattern may have other patterns but I'm not going to have to deal with this one. Now, when I go through my life, and I know numerous people that have gone through similar soul's journeys as mine, not necessarily the same. Some people learn on the first or second relationship. And I say, wow, you know, that's great. That just happened to not be the way I learned. But that's not a reason to criticize someone because they're learning a different way. And... <clears throat> We have three parts of our, I guess, our consciousness here on planet Earth. And I know you've heard these a million times and you probably are going to say, oh, no, she's going to talk about that. But I want to tell you, I listened to a seminar today. It was one of those live streams. It went on for probably three or four hours. I took a walk during it. I watched a TV show because I was like, Mm -mm, something not right here. Couldn't figure it out, but I could not get my sense of what it was. And later on, I did. But what I wanted to share with you is that we're talking about the subconscious. And listen, anytime you work on the subconscious through the brain is a wonderful, wonderful way of healing. I never, ever want to say that's, that, that doesn't work. It, it is a wonderful way to, to get to the root of subconscious issues that can change your relationships, your financial situation. There are a lot of things because the conscious mind, as you know, is the mind that we can think with, if, if you may, there's that, that I, the I, I am Dr. Vicki, and I can think with that, but I also have this part of me that is going to do or behave or react exactly the way I put the words in. So if I come on tonight on the Living Your Soul's Journey show and say, you know what, I'm going to help somebody tonight. Why am I going to be able to help somebody that's listening tonight? Why is this going to be a good show? If I go in with that attitude, then the subconscious says, oh, okay, yeah, 
Why doesn't she help someone tonight? Why is it going to be a good show? Even if, if just one person's listening and they get something out of it, then it was a successful show. If a million people are listening and get something out of it, it's a, I can't say it's a more successful show. It was just broader success, I guess, would be a, a better word. But if one person wins out of it, then it was successful. So we have that subconscious mind that we forever, y'all, why do you think so many people in in the the metaphysical world work with affirmations? Why do you think they do that? It's because they are shifting the addiction of behavior, the addiction of our brain, the, uh, the behavior, the viewpoint, the way that it is trained. When we're babies, we don't necessarily know what's being told to us. In the womb, we don't always know what's being told to us. Of course, if you take Rohan and some some other kinds of, of um, beautiful modalities of healing, you can learn what was said to you, and you can heal that. And then through energy work, you can heal a lot of that and all of it through you know for this lifetime. So I just want to share with you, though, that the subconscious is constantly having to be re-taught, re re-instructed we're gonna have to constantly it's like you got to keep your subconscious in school but you got to be teaching it the right thing you the conscious have to be teaching the subconscious the right way of doing it you have to balance it because the subconscious is very powerful otherwise you wouldn't be breathing right now you you know you have to have that subconscious working on rote all the time to be breathing and to to have everything happening so the conscious has to reteach constantly as you spiritually grow and as your attunement gets higher and higher and if you don't know what i'm talking about we'll do a show on that i may have robert tom to to talk to me and come back on the show again to talk to us about attunements because the the more you raise up your spirituality your ethics your way of behaving in the world even if somebody wasn't watching you then that is training the subconscious to become even more powerful. And then your conscious, you become more powerful because, and I'm talking about power in a good way. I'm not talking about power in a bad way where you're controlling, but you do want to have good control. And then, of course, our super conscious. There's the three consciousness now, subconscious, the conscious, and our super conscious. And I call super conscious spirit. It's that part that that part that I look to, that connection. That when you have that connection, y'all, there's something that you never get lonely. You go through emotions, but you know you're not your emotions. You know you're not your behaviors. You inherently know this, but that's the ego. And when you really stay connected with your superconscious and keep those balanced, you don't want to be so up in the... The, the, up there with the super conscious that you have no reality with life and I've had to work with my daughter on that because she's very in channel all the time constantly in channel and so now she's going to a brick and mortar school if you may and she's having to really be more grounded than she has in a long time and that groundedness is that ability to use the conscious mind and the subconscious in a more balanced way. So you're connected with spirit, 
but yet you're you're having to control more of your life on this physical plane. And when you can get those three balanced, then you're making real progress. When you become too into the subconscious or the ego, okay, that's when you can make some pretty bad mistakes in the sense of um, doing things that might hurt you or might hurt somebody else. But if you can keep those three balanced, I use a I use a um, a triangle, and I constantly balance them so they're they're equal, and and a lot of the negativity comes out of it, things that may have happened during the day. And I owe a lot of my knowledge to spiritual energy dynamics, to my training at Delphi, and you know, just through my own experiences. Everything you do is fulfilling in some way your soul's journey. And I promise y'all, you don't necessarily know always what it is going to be. There were moments in the last six months where I really didn't know what was going to happen. I felt like this is the way it should go. I trust, I had to trust spirit that everything was unfolding as it was or was supposed to be. But some days could, they were very tough. And some days I would almost feel like giving up because nothing seemed to be changing. But there was one significant issue that was causing this situation. And looking back on it, and you know you've heard that a million times, looking back, you always have 20-20 vision. When my mother passed away, my home sold. And I had been told throughout the years through different intuitives and uh, friends, even my own inclination, that my house wouldn't sell till my mother passed away. Well, you know, when you hear stuff like that, you can get kind of, um, you, you almost get angry at it because you like, wow, well, that's not right. I sh- my life is then controlled by her life. Well, that's not quite accurate. It may feel that way. Well, I can't do this, you may say to yourself. I can't do this because somebody else's situation. Well, there may be karma there. There may be things you have to work out. There may be a timing issue. Maybe this little house that I wanted would not have been available. The people that were going to buy my home were not ready to sell yet. Or, excuse me, buy. Well, sell their house, the house that they had to sell. So there are so many timing issues and so many karmic issues, so many other aspects of the big picture that we don't necessarily always know every little iota. Now, I will tell you years ago, I used to do readings for people. And I always learned to not give timing. Sometimes it pops through, and I will share that with someone. Yet you have free will. You can change that timing. You can make anything different. I could tell you tomorrow that your house will sell. And in the, in the newness of it, I had a real estate agent say that she was going to be the one to sell my house because her uh, uh, intuitive told her that. Well, the truth is she almost did sell my house, but I chose not to sell it at that time. So it was my choice, my free will that kept the house from selling. Looking back, I'm very glad I didn't sell it at that time. It would have been another bad era, just getting away from the what do they call it? Where you jump from the the fire to the, the from the to the, sk- the from the skillet to the firing pan or whatever they call it. So it would have been worse 
where I was going to move if it had sold at the time. So at this point, I had to let go of all that. And even though it was hard, it's like my daughter said this morning or this afternoon, you know, you're finally learning to relax, mom. You're actually finally relearning to relax in your life. And sometimes it feels strange for, for folks that are like me, that are type A personalities that feel like they have to be doing something at all times. Sometimes just sitting there watching TV or throwing the ball out to the dog 15 minutes later, you're still doing the same thing, throwing the dog's ball out because that's what the dog loves. It's like, wow, that was really a fun 15 minutes. What did I do? Nothing. I just was. I just sat there and enjoyed being the mom of a dog that loves to play ball. It was that simple. And that's when you can get into that simplicity that that's when the, the simplest joys can come coming out. I mean, used to in the old house, we had to be somewhere. We had to go somewhere. We had to go to the movies. I couldn't take uh, even an hour of relaxation. I had to go, well, let's go. Let's go to the movies. Oop, no, let's go shopping. Oop, I had to do something. And I could never relax in, in that space that I was in. So a, a lot of folks want to have good relationships. Well, everybody wants to have a good relationship. But how do you do that? Well, if you're in a relationship, you have to take care of yourself. If you're not in a relationship, you have to take care of yourself. How do, how do I mean that? I mean, you got to find out about yourself. If the person that you're with is not working out well, you've got to really go into every little iota and look at what in the world it is that's causing the problem. If it's a communication problem, well, then look how you're not communicating with yourself. Therefore, you're probably not communicating some way. We always blame it on the other partner. We always do. It's just the way it is. Oh, well, they're not communicating with me, so we have a problem. Well, that's not always accurate. Maybe maybe they do have a difficulty communicating. At the same time, how are we not communicating with ourselves? It is the mirror viewpoint that no matter what's going on in our life, we have to ultimately go within and look for our responsibility for it. If you're in a relationship that you can't get out of, then figure it out. I mean, you got to get that lesson in there, y'all. It isn't always easy. I mean, this is not one of those lifetimes where um, I'm going to sit here and say, oh, you just do some energy work and it all resolves. Sometimes it does. At the same time, sometimes you actually have to do something. Now, right now, the biggest challenge that I have is to how to honor a teenage daughter's journey without controlling it, but yet keeping her safe. Very unique for each and every one of us. We have responsibilities. We have to, to, to guide them and show them the best way to do it. Yet they have their own journey. Now, we don't know necessarily what that journey is, but we have to let them make some some decisions on their own. As long as it's, it's safe and, you know, it's not going to hurt any hurt them or hurt anybody else, we have to move forward with it. And I'm, I really love the school that she's in because they do that. They allow the student to make choices for themselves. And I, I think it's pretty awesome. So that's what I, is, you know, so let, let's get to it. Uh, okay. These issues we will discuss tonight. In two weeks, by the way, I'm going to have Richard Andrew King 
Uh, I believe that'll be the 25th of September. I'm going to have Richard Andrew King as my special guest discussing the numbers, because he's a numerologist, and how it affects the presidential race as well as your own life. And it's phenomenal what he has come up with. He doesn't make predictions. He doesn't say who's going to win. It's not his, his role in life. That's not his journey. He just gives the numbers, and he looks at the, the art of it, the scientific aspect of the numbers of each candidate. And I'm really excited about having him on. I listen to his articles or read his articles now and listen to his CDs, and I'm just amazed at um, how things are unfolding pretty much what those numbers say, as it, it is, as it says now. And we will be, of course, as always, accepting call-ins and discussions. So just know that you can call in. Now, I do want to say something about this subconscious. There are a lot of programs out there, y'all. And I was actually, as I mentioned earlier, I was listening to something that I kind of tuned in, in and out of for about three hours today. I tuned back in on the third hour and I was like, wow, they're still at it. And do I have criticism of it? Not one, not one iota. Listen, if I had ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars that I wanted to put on um, doing that kind of brainwave activity, listen, I would do it. At this time, though, most of the people that I talk to don't have that kind of money to reprogram, reset, reteach their subconscious mind that brain activity that goes on in their mind at night, in the daytime, when they're in their regular activities. I think those kinds of programs probably are fabulous. I have done them myself. I have done a lot of things. So I never, ever, ever make judgment on anything because what's right for you may not be right for me. So I never get into, oh, you should do this or, you know, I recommend this program. I can share programs with you. But I was kind of interested because it really made me decide tonight to do this program tonight on the subconscious, the conscious, and the superconscious. Because I was thinking, okay, y'all, there are a lot of people out there that really do want to reshape, reformat, if you may, the subconscious so that they can be more successful. They have better relationships. They get along better with people. Money flows in. My suggestion to you tonight is to put the why in front of why am I wealthy? Why am I making more money? Now, I want to show you that how this works for a very specific you know, way of doing it. In my business, anyone can work from eight in the morning till eh, maybe nine o'clock at night. And I have done that. And I enjoyed it at the time. I don't choose it now. So I looked at that and I said, okay, if spirit is the source of my income, and I really believe that, now, obviously, I'm not going to sit on the couch all day and expect money to come in through the through the pipeline. I mean, I'm just not sorry. That's not what I mean by spirit is the source of my income. What I mean by that is that spirit with my working at what I do and doing it well, spirit will be there to support and to guide me, protect me, and will bring the income in. So I made a decision about... I don't know, maybe a month ago, 
to only work from 8.30 until approximately 4, give or take an hour or so in there. I said, I can be a little flexible, you know, flexible. Flexibility is the key mark of good mental health. So I'm not going to sit here and when I've been working until 8 o'clock at night, sit here and say, okay, 4 o'clock, that's it. No, it's a, it's a, if everything I need for this appointment is late, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be that rigid. But I did make the decision, and I, well, it was interesting, because last week, I was home by 6 o'clock every night. Well, my last appointment's at 4, and it takes me an hour to get home or an hour to do the appointment, then I'm home by 6. I had an appointment at 7. I don't know how that one kind of crept in there, but it did. Guess what? It got canceled. So I thought to myself, wow, this is some powerful information. If you really want something and you choose to have it and it benefits you and all those around you that are connected to you. And, and for me, it affects my daughter. It affects my, my own life, my emotional, my, my performance, my spiritual and physical body, bodies, I should say. And when I made that decision, I wasn't hurting anybody. I just wanted to test it out. And all of a sudden, I looked at my schedule this week. Guess what? My last appointment every day this week is at 3 or 4 o'clock. And I'm already booked for the week. Now, how about that? That is saying, but I didn't, I didn't affirm it. I didn't say all my appointments will be between, you know, 8.30 and 6 or 8.30 and 4. I said, why are all my appointments between 8.30 and 4? And yet, why is it that I still make as much income or more? There are other people that may like going out at night. You know, the winter's coming. I don't necessarily like driving at night in this area that I live in. I mean, hello. Maybe somebody else loves it. So I'm actually doing a favor to someone else that could say, oh, wow, that's the time that I do like to go and do closings and appointments and, and counseling with people, you know, and pe going to people's, as an ordained minister, I do counseling for people. And so for me, it works beautifully, but I always ask why. I don't ever just affirm. I always ask why. This brings a response from your subconscious to your brain and they answer you. Oh, she wants to work between 8.30 and 4 and she wants to make as much money. Okay. All right. That's what she wants. Okay. Let's make that happen. And it's that simple, y'all. It really is that simple. It, what's not working is when you're affirming, I will be wealthy. I will be healthy. And you may be sick in bed with cancer. And you're sitting there fighting with this, with yourself saying, this isn't true. Why, why am I saying these things to myself? This isn't true. So what you're doing is with the subconscious and the conscious, the I and the subconscious, you are fighting yourself constantly all day long with these affirmations. I am healthy. I am in a good relationship. But at the same time, all the rest of the part of the day, you're saying, God, I wish I had a relationship. Why can't I have a relationship? Why isn't this working? So instead, say, why is this working? And catch yourself. Why is this working? Why am I in good relationships with myself and then with others? Why am I able to make the income that I used to make when working at night? Why am I able to do it now in the daytime? Y'all, it, it really does have to be hard. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you this gift of many people who have done 
years of research and I've just taken it and incorporated it into my own way of living that works. I do it with my daughter. She'll be at school and she'll be like, oh, why don't I know that math? And I'm like, "Mm, why do you know that math? Why is that math so easy for you? And all of a sudden she's starting to learn. Is she working at it? Oh, you bet she is. Of course she's working at it. She's having, but she's opening up her subconscious, y'all. She's opening up. She's not fighting anymore. The whole day she's going through that, her existence is going, she's not fighting it. And I need to hear this. I need to hear myself speak this because when we don't necessarily have somebody right with us, Some of us are fortunate to have somebody that can share with us. But for those that are living alone, these key questions are imperative that you get used to saying them. Why is it that my patterns are changing for success? If you will start correcting yourself, some some folks aren't fortunate enough to have somebody to correct them. I have my daughter. That can correct me. I uh, sometimes my friends don't even correct me, but I, when I say correct, it's like sometimes we get into these old stories, and we keep saying the same thing over and over. Well, it's because of this, and well, it's because of that, and it's why is it that everything's so easy now? If you really get in the pattern of that, and you know, I shared a book about the why. Many months ago, I did a show on it, and it's in my archives about the power of why are things going well. And I will bring that book out. I don't think I've even, I know it's everything's unpacked, but I'm not quite sure where I put it at this point. But why is it so easy for me to find it when I do look for it? So I didn't expect to be talking that much about it tonight, or I I would have. So, you know, I'll, I'll find it this week. So, Be specific also on what you want to achieve. For instance, why is it that all my my appointments are between 8.30 and 4? Do you think I'm sitting there figuring out how that's going to happen? No, I don't. I just know that that's the way I choose to have it happen, and I want my income the same or better, and I ask why is it so simple to have my appointments during this time? And why is it that my income increases when I do this? So when you get into that power mode of controlling your own thoughts, behaviors, thus controlling your own subconscious, hey, y'all, that's where your power comes from. I'll give you some free advice. I don't know how, how free it is, but when I say that, it's the power of you. Now, I'm not saying don't be connected to spirit. It's that connection. It's that whole triangle, the superconscious, the I, the conscious, and the subconscious. It's that triangle. It's that connection. I, I just, sorry, you know, just, let me restate that. I didn't mean to say sorry, but I personally use the triangle because it was shared with me that way. And it makes sense because you have the PowerPoints and you have the connections and nothing's uh, more... Uh, nothing stronger than the other ones, you know, it's just, they're all equal. So when we're on this planet earth, why not use the power of the subconscious? 
Why not use the power of spirit? And why not use those two powerful consciousnesses to make you, the I, the power of all of this so that when you truly are connected to spirit, really connected, when you talk all day long to, to your higher self, your, your connection with, with God, spirit, that you know that you are not just trying to be egotistical. We all get that way. I mean, you might want to go out one night and go drink until you're blue in the face. And that may be something you need to do. But just be aware if you drive, that's an egotistical situation. If you drive, wham, bang, you know, you might end up in jail or $10,000 legal fee. And um, so that's, that's a pretty egotistical issue to get into because if you really were connected, you probably would just have a drink or two. And that's an evaluation. I understand that. I'm, I, but sometimes that, that those are the only examples that I can give that makes sense because we got to get out and live our lives. We have to get out there and enjoy what we're doing. Now, for, for doing the radio show, even though for the last while, it, you know, I wasn't able to do as much as I typically have done, it's been a joy to me to know that maybe somebody out there, why is somebody listening? That Why is somebody getting something out of this that makes it beneficial for me to want to continue to do the shows so that it brings it's some gift that people give? It doesn't mean, you know, matter how they give. And I'll give you a beautiful example of how spiritually connected people can be yet have control of their egos and have a good balance. I had a couple that had a business that was um, across the road from from where I am now, and they probably didn't necessarily like the place that much. At first, I thought it was almost like an eyesore. Then I found out within two, three days of being here that these were the nicest people I'd ever met, really. They were just fabulous. And they helped me get to know people in this vicinity, get to know all about the situations that, that come up, you know, where the well is and, you know, what's going on, that type of thing. And then uh, they actually fixed my lawnmower. I've never had anybody ever where I've lived just come over and fix it. No, they, they wouldn't accept payment. They wouldn't accept anything. Of course, I made them things. I made them cookies. We bought them chocolate and all that. But then the other thing, they came over and mowed the lawn until they got the lawnmower fixed. And then they came over and fixed um, my daughter's bike out of the kindness of their heart. So the other day, I was out um, in the front area, you know, down, way down, because we live way, way off the road. And I, I saw them, and, and I went up to them, and I said, wow, y'all are leaving in the middle of the day. And, and this person said, well, we were just fired. They sold uh, the business, and that's why they were driving down the road. And, um, wow, I got this sadness over me, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Of course, I realized that I can always stay in touch with them because I know their phone number. It was just like, well, there's a shift in my soul's journey. Someone that I was really starting to rely on is gone. Not dead or anything, but they're not going to be, you know, close by. And I really had to do some evaluation on that. And I thought, well, they did their journey with me. They did what they were supposed to do with me. And that's how I met them. 
And for whatever their journey is now, they want to move on. They really did want to retire. And so this was, I guess, their way, just based on what they told me, just their way of having to be kind of pushed out. You know, okay, well, maybe there was something that was going to happen there. Who knows? And when, you know, you can sit there and evaluate and, and put as is and all these things in there. You don't really know what the, what the situation is. It's not our job to know. Um, but it's just our job to let them know how much they mean to us. So, you know, in a couple of weeks, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas, I will do something nice for them. Not because they did something nice for me, but just because they're nice people and they've been through a lot. And yes, of course, they, they were there for us when we needed it. And then they within two days of it, all that happening, they were gone. And it was like amazing to, to look back on that. So I just want to go over, just go back over what we talked about tonight because when you're looking at your subconscious, your conscious, and your superconscious, no matter what programs you're looking to buy, and they're all over the internet, y'all, they're everywhere. This particular program that I was looking at was 10, 15,000, something like that. This person made $5,000 an hour from coaching. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's phenomenal. And I'm, I think that's fabulous that he can get $5,000 an hour for coaching. And I thought to myself, okay, at where I am in my life, sitting in my beautiful little home in the area that I live in, I think my soul's journey is to help someone listening to find out a way to shift the subconscious without spending that ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Not everyone has that money to just say, oh, let me try this program. Oh, let me try this because let me tell you, even though you spend that 15000 you are the one doing the work. You're the one that is reshifting the, the, the brain. You know, yes, they have some, you know, um, energy work that they're doing with the brain that, that plays in your ears and stuff. And those are, I have some of those and I know they're wonderful. And, but not everybody can afford to spend five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on some of these things. And so... My gift to you tonight is to give you some simple solutions to start that shift. Start that shift. And we're going to talk more and more about it. I just felt the need, especially after I had found uh, the two cards, that, you know, dealing away addictions, getting rid of addictions, getting rid of those behaviors that are blocking you from your heart's desires, you can, you can reshift the subconscious mind. It does take effort. It does not happen by a few affirmations a day. It means waking up in the morning and getting back to my day. It means finishing the day with them and all during the day being aware of them. Don't just do them in the morning, do them at night with the why in the front of it. it it's like in soul's journey, uh, soul's um, soul psychology, I have some wonderful affirmations and he says, like, um, I'm going to give you one of his. Uh, I am the light and not the lamp shade over the light. Well, I don't say it that way. I say, why am I the light and not the lamp shade over the light? Why do I deserve everything? Why do I deserve to be able to make the income during the daytime? Why? If you will get in the habit of doing that, you will find that it is easy to assimilate and your affirmations work 
quicker and you will have more profound effects on that. At the same time, you're wanting to work with your attunement so that your spiritual connection is easier, greater, and you have more of a connection with that source that gives us everything. Spirit does not want us being off our chosen path. He does not want us suffering. That's our choice to do that. That's uh, the world as it has been for eons. We can shift that in our own lives, y'all. You have that power within you. And if I've done nothing else but state that tonight, please take that and own it. Say, why do I have this beautiful power within me? I want to remind you that Again, that Richard Andrew King will be my special guest on the 25th of September. We air at 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I will tell you, Don, I'm glad we kept this time because 9 o'clock at night, my time, which we were going to change till, I would have been asleep. So the show would have been pretty lazy <laughs> So I'm very happy that we, we stayed with the 4 o'clock. And it's Sunday nights. Please feel free to call in if you want to just listen. The phone number is 888-429-5471 if you want to call in and, and discuss. I love to have discussions. I love to talk about your life, what's going on in your life. And you may have called earlier throughout the summer, and sometimes it wasn't easy to get through. But hopefully over in the, this this fall, it will be easier to get through and you can, and I can talk and we can get through some of your issues that you want to talk about on your soul's journey because you are living your soul's journey, not anyone else's, not mine, not your parents, not your wife or husband, not your brother, not your sister, and certainly not your friend. So remember that living your soul's journey is your journey to take your pathway to discover. And that is what's so fun about life. It just take each moment and take that very special moment in your life every single day. No matter what happens with somebody saying something to you, just remember that can only affect you if you allow it. And if you're in a very toxic situation, then you need to find a way to get out of it. There is no doubt about that. That's where my counseling comes in, and I will help you with that. So I want to thank you so much for listening to Your Soul's Journey tonight with Dr. Vicki. I welcome you to call in, and I hope that you will come back and visit us next Sunday at 4 Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And remember, find something to be grateful for. Good night.